Hey everyone, welcome to the Fearlessly Authentic Podcast, episodes aimed at presenting truth in a fearlessly authentic way. My name is Jerry, and we are in the middle of a series called The Dangers of Distractions. Today's message is actually part two of the distraction of lust. We're looking at the life of Samson, so turn in your Bibles to the book of Judges, chapter 14, and let's look at the text as we see part two of the distraction of lust. We see the woman that Samson chose, nothing good comes from Timnath. You could go to Genesis chapter 38, start in verse 12 and read down there. If you're taking notes, I'm not going to turn there. I was, but I'm not. Uh, you could turn there and you could read a little bit about Timnath and find out nothing good comes from Timnath. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So the woman that God chose, Samson had a wrong focus. It says that he saw. The word saw means to look at, to inspect, or to perceive, or to consider. Reminds me of Genesis chapter 6 and verse 2, and I'm not going to tell you who the sons of God are because I don't know who they are, but it says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. So what happened as a result of that little seeing thing that happened? Well, limited lifespan, <laughs> wickedness in the human race. That didn't work out too well. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2, it says, And it came to pass in the eventide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. You, you, know what Sam, you know what David could have done at that point? Can I just stop right here and just say this about the distraction of us? What was David's position at that time? He was the king. So if you're the king, who makes the rules? The king, right? So he's up there. He sees this girl. She's in her birthday suit. He could have just came back and said, wow, I need to make a law. Nobody can bathe naked on their rooftop. Could he have not done that? You see, here's, here's the thing. You sometimes can't control what comes on your internet, but you can make a law that says no more. See what I'm saying? Sometimes you can't control it. It just shows up. So it shows up on your TV, shows up on the billboard, shows up walking in the mall. But you can make a law because you're the king of your life. In a sense, I remember Jesus is king, but you, you make the decisions. You're the decision maker. You can make the decision to say no, not we're making a law. We're making a law. Anyway, what's the result of that? Adultery, death, family, judgment. Right? All from his, what did it start with? Start with a look. Job says, I've made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I look upon a maid? First John says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Samson's eyes were distracted and focused on the wrong goals. They were focused on getting him a fulfillment of his lust. Not only did he have uh, a wrong focus, he had a wrong feeling. Look at verse 2 again. He came up, and told his father and mother and said, I've seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Not there, therefore, get her for me to wife. Now, how many people? It's, it, the Hebrew is poetical. So sometimes it shows emotion and sometimes it doesn't. It's just the way it is. It's more emotional than Greek. But here there's no sense of exclamation point or there's no sense of, you know, of, of the tone of voice. But how many people think that he said this very kindly? Hey, mom, dad, what do you think? Do you think you might be able to go down and convince this uncircumcised Philistine's uh, daughter to come and uh, maybe you know, marry me? What do you think, Mom, Dad? Do you think that's how he did it? Or do you think he kind of came in and said, I need this? Now, 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 don't answer this out loud, but when you're lusting for something, how demanding are you? Now, now please don't always go sexual with lust. Okay? I told you this morning I, have, I struggle with potato chips. Hi, my name is Jerry. I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering potato chip addict, right? And, and when I want potato chips, I want them. You know what I mean? So it's going to be potato, it could be ice cream for you, some of you ladies, from you guys. You know? It's not just a bowl of ice cream, it's that gallon, right? And like, forget the bowl, give me the caramel, right in this whole thing. 
in the microwave for about you know 15 seconds to thaw it out so I don't have to you know break my spoon and I'm there in front of the couch can I have a scoop no this is my Ben and Jerry's not yours right I mean that's how we are right see when we lust for something we're, we're very demanding we're very I want it now look at your kids you know your kids before they got any sense in them they want something they don't come up to you and go hey do you think it'd be okay if I uh, hit my brother in the face no just a but see, what happens is we get very demanding when we lust. And so in verse 2, we see that Samson had a wrong feeling. Why? What he wanted was something that God said they shouldn't have. Now, every no that the Old Testament says, every time the Bible says don't, it's this. Don't hurt yourself. That's what it is. It's not don't have fun and come be a Christian so that you can not do any fun things anymore. Okay? I've been a Christian now for 26 years. I can tell you, I've had more fun in 26 years than the 21 years that I was not a Christian. And I had a lot of fun as, a, as an unsaved person. I did a lot of fun, fun things and a lot of things I'm not proud of. And I've done some things as a Christian I'm not proud of, but I have had more fun as a Christian. More fun as a Christian when I realized the liberty that God gave me. So when God says no, he's not saying, I want you to just be miserable and love me and be my light. And that's what we are. We go out as these... We go out as these lighthouses with angry faces on. You know, it's like a kid's story. There's the angry lighthouse who's walking down the street. He's not a happy lighthouse because he didn't get what he wanted, but he's shining his light because he wants to fulfill his duty. This is the Mr. Angry Lighthouse. That's what we are. That's who we are sometimes. Come on, right? We should be the happy lighthouses. We should be like, okay, this is cool. Now, understand a lighthouse never gets to go to sea. But it sure protects a whole lot of people from crashing into the shore. So your life may never go out to sea and experience the wonderful joys of getting drunk beyond your mind. So that you can forget what you did. And people have to say, man, you were so toasted last night. You know what you did? No. Do you want to know what you did, man? No. What'd I do? Oh, man, it's on the internet, man. It's so awesome. You may never experience that. Okay. You may never experience, now, now let's be, you may never experience, if you're married, you should never experience what it's like to be in the arms of another man or woman who you find very attractive, okay? You may never, you, you will never do that if you follow what the Lord says, but you won't shipwreck the one who you made your vow to. Come on, come on. This woman was a Philistine. His, his opinion of her was solely based on her outward appearance. There was no conversation about anything. That, it's not recorded. They sat down and said, you know, what, what is your spiritual aspirations? And, and what are things going on? And, 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 and how, are things, how are things, you know, where, what's your direction? No, it was like, she's hot. I want to marry her. You know, that's what, that's what happened. So he's distracted by lust. Now, here's the thing, guys. You've got to read the Bible. It's so full of stuff beyond the romance novels. She wasn't even the prettiest one. You say, what? Yeah, she wasn't even the prettiest one. In fact, later, we're going to find out that her younger sister was fairer than she was. Because we're going to find out that there's a thing that happens, and he, he, the dad marries her off to someone else, and he says, but I have this other daughter who's really prettier than she is. So when he's looking at her, he's like totally distracted. I mean, if you're going to go, if you're, if, I mean, honestly, if your sole criteria is looks, pick the best looking one. I mean, doesn't that make sense? I mean, if, I'm gonna, if I have my ability, if I'm just going to just go crazy and I'm going to go off the deep end, I'm not going with some ugly chick. And you're not going to go with an ugly guy. I mean, right? If I'm going to be crazy, I'm not going with the girl that's, you know, rough. You know? 
that's, you know, God loves her, but, you know, there's love for everyone. That's just not for me. And, and that's, that, that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick the best-looking one. Samson's so distracted, he doesn't even go for the best-looking one. I mean, it's not even like he, this was her sister. They probably hung out together, and he was like, ah, this one, I, I probably could get that one. See, he's, he's, he's debating, okay, I'm going to lust, I'm going to lust, but I, but I don't want to lose. So I'll pick on the one I know I can get. Proverbs says, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. James says, then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And Peter says, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. The woman was a Philistine, and the potential marriage was prohibited by God. Deuteronomy chapter 7 says, Neither shall thou make marriages with them, the Philistines, and anyone who's outside of the Israel. Thy daughter shall not give, him, give unto his son, to his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods, so will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. How many people are glad to live in New Testament times? Marry out of God's will, he will destroy you suddenly. <laughs> We'd have more people in church. So what does the New Testament say? Well, Paul writing to the sex craze Corinthians says this. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and 14, verse 14, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? So he, he, there, there are prohibited marriages. But you know and I know that when our lust is driving us, our focus can get us in the wrong direction and make demands. And then notice his arrogance and his disrespect to his father as he commands him. Now therefore get. That is an imperative. It is an imperative in the Hebrew. So we know that he's commanding his father to do something. Do this for me now. So we see the woman that he chose. But uh, So verse 3 through 4... The woe that Samson caused. Uh, verse 3 is what I call the proposed alternative. The proposed alternative. Then his father and his mother said unto him, because mom, mom and dad had to think quick, right? Son just came home. Son the deliverer. Son the Nazarite just came home and said, Hey, I was hanging down in the Philistines. I found some hottie down there. And I want you to go get her and make her my wife. Uh, so how about plan B? Here's Monty Hall. Would you like this or would you like behind door number three? You know, And please choose door number three. So he says to him, he says, uh, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? So part of it is like, here's an alternative. And part of it in his, in his question, you can see him trying to get Samson to realize what he's doing with his choice. And that's a great tactic, okay? So sometimes Samson's parents don't do so well. I think here they did pretty well because here's this guy, he's, 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 he's of age. They're trying to direct him and get him in the right place. And so instead of challenging him right there and saying, no, if you don't, you know, I, I, you get kicked out of my house. They're like, hey, 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 isn't there a woman here that you might want to choose if you need to get married rather than get an uncircumcised Philistine? Now, understand what he's saying there without us getting too crazy, okay? The women weren't circumcised. So he's trying to remind Samson that this people are not our people. You're going after someone who is going to take your heart in a wrong direction, Samson. Maybe you need to rethink that. That's, that, that's what I see in his question. This proposed alternative, and it's a great parenting technique. Instead of confronting your kid, especially when they get in that teenage years, when they know everything, right? Come on. We knew everything. We thought our parents were stupid, and they don't know anything, and our parents are like, these kids are so dumb. And then we realized we both were pretty smart at that time, and we should have talked differently to each other. So when your kid comes to you and like, 
I think I'm going to do this and I don't know that I'm going to listen to your reasoning instead of getting right in their face and saying, I'm the parent, I'm the leader, I'm going to do what I need to do and you're going to follow me and if you don't follow me, you can hit the road because in my house, it's my rules and we start going with all those little cliches, right? You know, as long as you live in my house, you're going to follow my rules and, and, and losing influence, losing influence and losing influence. Maybe we could ask a question that might jog what we hope was taught to them at an earlier time. And that's what he's doing here. Because he realizes, I can't really stop him from doing this. Now, he's asking for me to participate because that was the culture of the day. But let's move it into art. We, we don't go to mom and dad and say, go talk to their mom and dad and let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of choose it on our own. So maybe when they come to us and say, hey, <laughs> I think this is the one. And you're like, holy moly. Or mama mia. Right? Instead of getting all... <sighs> Maybe we could just maybe ask a questions, ask some questions. Hey, what's their spiritual condition? You know what? I, I don't mean now. Now understand this question didn't change Samson's direction, and I'm not saying the question, but it has a potential. It has more potential to change your teens or that person's direction than getting in their face. And because when you get in their face, they just go, "All right, I'm gonna do it anyway." Are we right? Notice that request. Samson said to his father, "Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well." That means that literally means she's good to look at. That's that's what it means in the Hebrew. She is good to look at. That's why I can tell you that this wasn't a deep relationship. This was totally based on she looks pretty good. And, you know, when we were young and in high school, we were all looking good. Come on, right? Come on. I mean, you didn't marry the person that you're marrying and go, well, you know, they're not really that good looking, but all right. I mean, this is America. We don't have arranged marriages, except in really fundamental churches. But we don't have arranged marriages. So when I married Dana, it wasn't like, oh, I'll just settle. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna. And, and we all try and marry up, right? How many people married up? Amen. Right? All the men's hands should have went up. That was easy peasy. Butter on the biscuits tonight, and you missed it. Because I can't go back and help you out now. Yeah, try and help you out, and you don't even. She, she, she pleases me well, Dad. I just, I just think this request, when the, when the dad asked it, he just didn't listen to it. You know, when it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother. Uh, it's not just saying just give up your whole idea of life and just follow. It's, there's, a, there's protection in authority. That's what he's saying there. Not a weird protection, but protection. There's protection there. God didn't give your parents to you to destroy your life. Now, some parents destroy their kids' lives because they make wrong decisions. But I'm talking about God didn't give your kids to you to make you miserable. And he didn't give you to your kids because you are incapable of leading them. He knew exactly what you needed. He gave you exactly what you need for them. So use those gifts, those unique gifts to you. Don't parent like me. Don't parent like them. Don't parent like them. Or parent, parent the way God has designed you to parent within the confines of what Scripture says. Okay, and if someone says, well, I'll tell you what, if you don't do that, you're going to mess up your kid. Thank you. Thank you. Okay? They're, they're, now, now listen, everybody's going to give, your opinion, give their opinion to you. Okay, because everybody thinks that they have figured it out. And, you know, and we'll even say, well, I figured it out. I'll tell you what, I figured it out. You didn't figure it out. And usually if you did figure it out, you didn't figure it out until way later. The proposed alternative, number four, is the providential answer. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord, and that he saw an occasion against the Philistines, for at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Now again, that's a weird verse, because we're thinking, well, I guess it's okay for Samson to go get this lady that is they're not supposed to get, because God's... God, God willed it. Okay, first of all, God doesn't will sin. He doesn't lead you in sinful things. Well, you know what? The end justifies the means. That's pragmatism. The end may justify the means, but God's about the means. 
as well as the end. He wants a good thing at the end, but he wants you to get there the right way. What, what did old Bob Jones say? It's never right to do wrong to do right. The old Bob Jones. Not Bob Jones Jr., crazy Bob Jones Jr., or Bob Jones III. The way, way old one. Okay? That's who I quote. Okay? Now, what do you say? It's never right to do wrong to do right. You should do wrong to do right. Okay, so this isn't what God, this can't be what God is saying here. So I think this is what it's saying is that mom and dad, you go at your kid, and they come with you some crazy thing. How many, how many, how, just parents, how many of your kids have come to you with some kind of crazy thing? Because our kids come to us with some crazy stuff. And then we might, we may even employ the beautiful question to try and help them to see that they're about to do something stupid, and they go off and do something stupid anyway. And then you feel like a failure. They're distracted by lust and leave you with failure city. No, I, 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 know, I know where you are because I was there. Can I tell you what the Lord taught me? You're not, you, you aren't a failure. And God is, can use that for something in the future. So mom and dad, you don't know that God may use that in the future to deliver your people from the Philistines. Think about that. That's why I think that verse is there. His mom and dad didn't know. His mom and dad didn't know that in the end, through all of Samson's failures, that he's going to fail a whole lot more from this point forward. In the end, he's going to kill a ton of God's enemies. As a blinded prisoner, in prison for his arrogance. And in the end, mom and dad, in the end, mom and dad, you think you're a failure at that point. And I know at that point you think I failed. I don't know why I could continue on and why even bother. And God, where are you? I know, I know, I know, I know. But in the end, their son made the hall of faith. I don't think that's a failure. I don't have to understand it. But here's the thing about God. God doesn't play on he doesn't, he doesn't, his score isn't, isn't even. Like you can be down 70 to nothing and win one to 70 with God. I mean, think about that. One good deed wiped out all 70 bad deeds with God. One choice to trust Christ as Savior wipes out all of your past because there is therefore now no condemnation in them who love God, right? Who them are in Christ Jesus. And Romans does say, if God be for us, who can be against us? And it does say that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to the purpose. So what am I saying is that even though mom and dad or grandma and grandpa or brother or sister or spouse, even though that person may be distracted by lust and leave you feeling like a failure, you don't know that it was of the Lord, which means that the Lord can use this to, sought, to seek a, an occasion against the Philistines because at that time the Philistines had dominion over them. I'm not saying that that's why they did it. I'm just saying you don't know that God could use it. So failure, no. Failure, no. Distraction by lust? Yes. Yes. All right, that's all I got. All right, Father, thank you for this opportunity to come and look into your word. God, what a, what a great book that you've given to us. We able to just pull these principles out. Lord, I just pray now that you would encourage us from this point forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening today to part two of the message, The Distraction of Lust, in our series, The Dangers of Distractions. 
If you were encouraged by what you heard today, please share a link to our podcast on your social media to let others know what we're doing three times a week here at Fearlessly Authentic. Well, we hope to see you next time as we continue in our series, The Dangers of Distractions, right here on Fearlessly Authentic.